Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope that you will listen and sleep. Of course, that's also our Twitter, at Listen and Sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Kana, and uh, Marco. Yes? We are welcoming back BarkBox as one of the sponsors for today's show. So if you have a dog and you're a dog person or you know a dog person, you can go to getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project and sign up for one of the six-month or 12-month subscriptions and you can get one month for free. Fantastic. And that's bark, like a dog's bark. So it's getbarkbox.com slash the insomnia project. But don't worry if you can't write that down right now because you're lying back because it'll be in our show notes. There you go. So you can always find it there. Nitty, one thing that I think is awesome about BarkBox, because, you know, we were talking about it in the last episode and I was like, I kind of looked at the different things that they include in, in the packaging and they give you a toy. Yes. And what I love about that, Nitty, is like, you know, so many dog owners will get a toy and then the dog has that toy forever and it gets really mangled and discolored and kind of gross. Yes. And I just keep thinking to myself, like, you know, God knows how many germs are on that thing that the dog has had for 10 years. Wouldn't it be nice to just have a toy and you have it for a month or two and then you get a new one and you just replace it with a new clean toy yeah because they get bored with it pretty quickly oh they do yeah they do with toys like sometimes if you've had a toy for too long sometimes they'll get bored i mean every dog has their favorite thing sure but uh it's kind of nice to mix it up for them so that they keep active and keep them stimulated but what's interesting also marco is that with BarkBox, if one of the if like if your dog doesn't like one of the items, they will replace it. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so great. So you get a lot of value for your subscription. So thank you, BarkBox. Nitty, we were just on a little bit of a stroll, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh look, Queen Queens and Queen Anne's lace." I yes. always say that wrong. I always just put S's on everything, so it's Queens <laughs> Anne's lace because I can't I can't remember how to say it. But I was like. The interesting thing about that particular flower, so if you haven't seen Queen Anne's Lace, it's a white, I don't even know if it's a flower. It would be more like a weed that flowers, maybe? I'm pretty sure where you got that from uh, or where you took that photo from, is it's, it's all weeds. Okay, well, there you go. If you pull that out of the ground, 
You can eat the root like a radish. Really? Yes. I didn't know this. And we were up at my cottage and my friend Dale, who's been on the podcast, said I, she was, I guess, in Girl Guides or somewhere where she learned this. And I was like, then you pull it out of the ground and eat it. And so we were walking around looking. And we, for some reason, we couldn't find any. And we kept saying, you're going to eat it. And she was like, I never made a promise to eat it. I was just telling you. So we were cajoling her and joking about it. And then we found one and she pulled it to the ground. She's like, all right. And she kind of cleaned it off. Sure enough, she ate it. Wow. Yeah. But if you're ever in the forest and you need something to eat, well, grab, you yourself, grab yourself some Queen Anne's lace. It's and also known as wild carrot. Oh, there you see. And the root kind of looked like a white carrot. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Have you ever had wintergreen? No, what's that? Wintergreen is the... the um, it's kind of like, you know, there's gum that has wintergreen in it. You've, you've probably tasted the flavor before. Sure. But it comes... Like, this, like minty? Minty? Minty type of... Like a cool mint. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. And, anyways, that comes from like a, a bark or like a tree. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I remember we were in the forest once again when I was a kid. And uh, our guide was taking us to show us the different aspects of the forest and broke off a little branch of winter green and gave it to all us kids and we kind of chewed on it and experienced the flavor of winter green you're such a botanist you know there's many things that you are botanist um i was gonna say aquaman but that's not true i wish <laughs> you're actually the opposite cause uh, you can't um, no, fishermen. Yeah, I love I love sea creatures yeah. and whatnot. What's your favorite flower, Nitty? My favorite flower? <clears throat> I think we've talked about this before. I don't really think I have a favorite flower, actually. Sure. Um, but uh, I don't know, actually. It's a good question. Fair. Hmm. I saw poppies the other day. Poppies? Yeah, like, like little, the paper poppies. Yeah. Not the bigger poppies, but the poppies that kind of grow in, in fields and in train tracks and whatnot someone near my house has them they're really they're so papery thin and they kind of like sway when the wind blows mm. and whatnot i like um i like lilies okay uh i like also vibrantly colored flowers like that are like deep purple okay or uh, but i don't know the names of anything so. i saw some callies that were so dark purple they looked black mm. just the other day and I recently bought sunflowers ah, for my sister like as a bouquet, and they're so the the stems of sunflowers are so thick and woody. When I went to cut them, I needed a sharp, a really sharp knife because oh, really? I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't get through them. Huh? Yeah. And um, do you know that flower that blooms at night? Oh, what's it called, Nitty? It's white. I want to say um, moonflower. Moon. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, it's a flower. It kind of looks like oleander, but oh. it, it kind of is. I want to say moon. Moonflower. Nitty's gonna look that up while, while I talk about it. But it's it. The blooms open at night and they close during the day. And they're white and they have this like bulbous. Evening primrose. No, I don't think so. No, that's not it. Oh, is this one it? The epiphyllium? No, but that looks cool. Night blooming jasmine? Nope. Okay. Anyways, it's it's I once again it's gonna be one of those things, Nitty, where it's like, oh, I meant to say this. <laughs> well oh no, look at that. Look there's water lilies that bloom at night too. Cool. 
Very cool. You can have like a rose named after yourself. This is it. What did I say? Oh, That's moon it. Moonflower. Moonflower. It is a moonflower. Mm. So it's like a white star-shaped flower that stays closed during the day. And then at night, it opens up and wow. looks like a petunia or a... Doesn't that look like white yeah. oleander? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of so. has that sort of look to it. My mom has a green thumb. Ah, uh, so, so that's why you so, know so much. yeah, that's and my grandmother always had a beautiful garden. Got it. And there's certain flowers that remind me of my grandmother's garden. So when I see them, they remind me of my grandmother. And I don't know if you have any flowers that remind you of certain people. No, I was just always I don't know. I'm not a big green thumb. I like, and we were never a big flower family. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there was my mom was really into plants. Like she always has plants, plants around, okay. but she like never. I was never really big on flowers. Is there a plant that your mom... She has these two beautiful, like, um, I don't know what they're called. If they're called money plants or something Oh, yeah, like money that. trees? But they, she, like, rescued them, essentially. From, so great. Um, and now they're huge. Uh, so, so they're, like, they're almost like wall plants now in terms of how big they are. There are certain plants that are supposed to be like must-haves in the home, Mm -hmm. like that are really great for creating oxygen and removing toxins and whatnot, like spider plants. I think there's one called mother-in-law's tongue that looks (laughs) kind of like, it almost looks like seaweed that is growing. You have that interesting plant that... That's succulent Yeah, I love succulents too. Uh, Yeah. You know what the problem is that I always end up killing plants, like Mm -hmm. I'm a plant murderer. Oh no. I am... I try. I try really hard, but plants are maybe it's manslaughter, plant manslaughter. I don't know. Plant slaughter. Maybe plant yeah. slaughter. That sounds. Um. Yeah. No. I. Didn't, I never. Uh, I never was. Although I feel like if I had a proper garden, at this point in my life, I would get into it. Sure. I don't know why. There is something relaxing about uh. just, and and maybe. Um, Pride is not the maybe like something to be proud of, like no accomplished, like a, a sense sure. of accomplishment when you deal with the the garden essentially and get rid of all the weeds and stuff. So, right. Um, um, I love um, to have certain like herbs growing in the summertime in my backyard. So oh, yeah. I'll always have like sage and um, you had that, basil. Yeah, you had those that like variety of, of mint. mint. Yeah, I only have one variety this year, but okay. because I, I expanded my basil garden. Fair so enough. I was like, I'm going to have more basil this year and less mint because so mint grows so so quickly. Right. right. And so what's going to happen now we're getting into sort of the autumn season. Like, what do you do with your garden? I don't have a huge garden, but it's funny. I bought um, this flower to plant, and I'm going to have to plant it in the next month or two. And it's called um, alum, alumum. It's it's related to the onion family, and it has a big, bulbous, round um, flower on a long, long stem. Hmm. Oh, nitty. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, but. And you're going to be planting that? Yeah, I guess it's a bulb, right? I want to say, it's not, it's, uh, uh, I'll look it up, but I can't remember what it's in. It's in the, I'm sure our listeners are like, I know the name of it. Why isn't he saying it? But, um, or they're, Allie, or, they're um, all, or they're sleeping because. Yeah. Maybe plants. they, man, maybe they've, they've <laughs> drifted off, but, um, so I've got to plant that and, um, 
just taken my little flower pots and whatnot. I have a strawberry pot. Have you ever seen a strawberry pot? No. So it's kind of a pot that has three or four little offshoots that you could plant flowers in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's called a strawberry pot. So I didn't use that this year, but I got to make sure that I use it. And you don't have to plant strawberries in it, of course, of course. but that's what it's called. Do you have any, um, like, autumn or fall, I guess they're the same thing, rituals that you do? Uh, yeah, like I have to rake the leaves because I have a beautiful, uh, I have a beautiful maple tree in my backyard. So right. they fall and they're, they're quite, it's quite beautiful, but you've got to pick them up and I bag them and I put them outside. And of course there's, um, a little bit of raking I have to do in our front, our front patch and, um, you know, clipping, like I want to get my tree looked at by a, Arborist, yeah, I think Mm. I think it's called an arborist, but I could be wrong. Uh, Just because I feel like it needs to be trimmed here and there, and I want to make sure that it's healthy and whatever I can do to make it healthy. So that's another thing I have to do for the fall. There's a couple of trees at my cottage that need to come down Mm because they're Mm. too tall and they're kind of dying, and you don't want them to fall in the cottage. So I've got to deal with that. And uh, what's your favorite tree, Nitty? Is there a tree that you... Oh, I like willow trees. Oh, do you like willows? And I like coconut trees and, well, I guess palm trees, really. The coconuts, but... Um... Dates. Dates are also palm trees, right? Dates yep. come from palm, yeah. palms. Speaking of trees, my friend in England, my best friend, actually, she is in currently embroiled <gasps> with, like, um, an issue with regards to a tree. Oh, tell me more. Well, apparently the tree is like a heritage tree of some kind, and it was unsafe in some way, and so the they had to hire someone to like come in and, and trim the tree. But I guess somebody thinks that they trimmed too much, and so it's like you're not allowed to trim a certain amount of this sort of ancient tree, and it's a big, it's a bring, big brouhaha now about how much what percentage of the tree has been trimmed. Oh, wow. I know. So it's, uh, who knew that tree politics were... They're a thing, man. When you have, when you have um, a beautiful tree on your property or when there's a beautiful tree in your area but it's not on your property, you really take, you know, you really want to fight for that tree. You want to make sure that tree remains there, right? So I can totally understand how people would... That's the that's the flowering plant. How would you say that? Allium? Allium? Allium. Wild onions. Yeah, they're like wild onions, but they 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 come in purple and white. So huh. I got a bunch of them cuz they're really pretty when they yeah. sort of bloom. Bloom. That's not it. That's actually that's not what it, that's what they look like. Are you into like the pumpkin spice stuff? I love pumpkin spice. I do. Yeah. I love pumpkin. Yeah. It's not something I had when I was little. Mhm. But as I got older, because pumpkin pie is a very particular taste. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're young, it's not quite sweet enough. Yeah. But as you get older. You really you're, gravitate towards Yeah, it. and I really, I really, and I think it's because one of my best friends loves pumpkin pie. That's his favorite pie. And so, you know, a, a nice wedge of pumpkin pie with a coffee or something out of this world. I just recently tried pumpkin ice cream. What? Yes. Um, from a place down the street from me where they make like homemade 
flavors and stuff like that. Um, and I went in there the other day and they had pumpkin ice cream. Yum. I know. Very good. I know. I don't remember as a kid pumpkin being so prevalent Me in too. cuisine and everything. everything. Like, you know, you can't shake a stick without hitting somebody who's offering you a pumpkin spike, spice spiced to something, something, coffee or It's really funny dessert. how that kind yeah. of took off. But I also love pumpkins. I love to have a pumpkin outside the house in October. Do you pumpkin carve? <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. actually. You mm-hmm. go big into the pumpkin yeah, carving. Yeah, I really enjoy it. And huh. I've done some pretty interesting... Oh, and... Um, I mean, it's a little early to talk about this, but they do something in my area that's so wonderful. And I hope oh, any listener, I, I, I hope any listener that um, hears this brings this forward to their community because it's such a wonderful thing. And I'm going to describe it, Nitty, and just slow me down or correct me when when it might get a little, I might go on a tangent or if it gets confusing because I really want to make it as clear as possible. Sure. So what? my community does is a thing called a pumpkin walk and if i'm not mistaken the pumpkin walk was something that was developed in toronto or it was born from toronto but i'll I'll look it up or if you get a chance to look it up but basically what they do is the little area that i'm in will go around to the homes in the area and say do you want to donate your pumpkin after halloween so i should say jack-o'-lantern do you want to donate your jack-o'-lantern to the pumpkin walk and at the end of the night on Halloween, you put the little, they give you like a blue paper, mm-hmm. and you put it kind of in the pumpkin. You know how the pumpkin has a little top that you pull off to put the candle in? Yeah, yeah. So you hang the little blue blue paper out of the, that, and someone in the morning will collect all the pumpkins in the area. And what they'll do is they'll put them on tables down a Main Street. In this case, it's Bloor Street. So they'll put all these pumpkins on various tables in front of various businesses and they'll light them from like 6 to 9 p.m. And then you and your friends and your family can scroll down the street and see all the pumpkins in a large grouping all lit in front of these businesses. And typically these businesses, whether they be restaurants or cafes or even like a place that sells trinkets or whatnot. Sure. They will be open at night. Yeah. And they will offer free things. So you'll, as you stroll, you can get like apple cider at mm-hmm. one place. Another place you can get um, like a little taste of pumpkin pie from a restaurant. And then you, you stroll down a little bit more. And there's a little area that has an auction that you can silent auction on. And the money goes to the community. Sure. Anyways, I love love these pumpkin walks and I love finding my pumpkin amongst other pumpkins Amazing. in the pumpkin walk Amazing. so if you want more information on that I guess just type in pumpkin walk and I want to say Bloor Street that's my area was it Bloor or Harvard? Harvard thank you thank you Harvard it's the Harvard pumpkin oh yes. nitty th- see I knew I would need you to help correct me <laughs> but the Harvard pumpkin walk and uh, there's a few in the city I and think- it's actually like because I went on that walk with you once actually mm-hmm. and uh What's really nice about it being done on Harvard is, if uh, for people who, who might not be familiar with Toronto, it's like the architecture of that street is kind of um, village-esque, I would say. You yeah. Know? Like the, the shape, the houses and the, the restaurants, it's got like, it's on sort of a main street in Toronto, but it's very different from some of the surrounding, it's got a different atmosphere than some of the surrounding streets. And so... It, to see all those pumpkins uh, around, admit in the midst of all this like 
interesting kind of homey type architecture really creates a very warm and inviting atmosphere. Yeah, and what I love about it too, Nitty, is that your pumpkin gets another go at it. It gets a sort of another night to really be celebrated. And I just looked up Pumpkin Walk, and it looks like it was something that was originated from Utah. Oh. Yeah, so in 1982, huh. uh, Ida Butler from northern Logan, Utah, hosted the first Pumpkin Walk on Halloween. So there you go. So it's not strictly from my area but mm-hmm. if you haven't experienced a pumpkin walk and you have any say in your community i strongly recommend you organize a pumpkin walk because it's fantastic so Marco, that that leads me to another question mm-hmm. and i realize again it's probably too early to be thinking about this so maybe i'll ask it and we can either answer it now or sure. later I, before we get to that pumpkin is really good for dogs you yeah know i know oh yeah you give it to dogs when they have an upset stomach and it's really good for them. Yeah. And I only mentioned that because we were talking about bark, bark box, box and, yeah. and your dog, right? And I was like, oh, pumpkin's really good for dogs. Yeah, like if there's something, like if she has an upset tummy, mm-hmm. if you put like um, pumpkin in their food, it's actually really good. Or like pumpkin treats, they go crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, then you'll have to let me know if you get pumpkin treats in I your will. bark box. Sorry, Probably but you, October. You, you were saying something about I was going to say, what makes the perfect pumpkin? Oh, you know, Nitty, that's a, that's a great question. That's a really great question. Is it too early for that question? And you know what? Listen, we're talking about fall and we're talking about flowers. And <laughs> I guess this is the... go there. We're talking about flora and why not just go there, right? But um, for me, it's the shape okay. and the design that I want to do. Okay. So I, I like really round, fat pumpkins and I also like tall, thin, long pumpkins. Those are my... And I guess those are the two main pumpkin things. But some people like a pumpkin that has like a natural dent in it True. or that has some discoloration to it. Or have you ever seen the pumpkins that look like they have little warts all down yes. the line? There's those pumpkins. There's white pumpkins. Um, You're very passionate about pumpkins. I am. Yeah. There's two There's two things that I'm really passionate about when it comes to, I don't even know what you'd call them, but like vegetation. Pumpkins and mushrooms. Really? Yeah. I love mushrooms. Why? I love the look of mushrooms. And I think it was because when I was little, my dad had a shirt. That had mushrooms on it. Okay. Like this, and it was just many different mushrooms on it. And when I was a kid, I don't know, I just liked that shirt and I liked mushrooms. And my dad took me mushroom picking as a kid. And I love the taste of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about a mushroom that appeals to me. That's fascinating. Yeah, like whenever you see a mushroom in the wild. So I what's just, your favorite mushroom? To eat would be the porcini mushroom. Okay. Um, to look at would be any mushroom that has like an orange cap to it. Okay. Or like toadstools that are poisonous that have the red cap with the white dots. Yeah. Those are probably my favorite mushrooms. Are they like look. smurf mushrooms? Yeah, they look kind of look yeah, like okay. smurf. Those are, I think, my favorite to find Got it. in the wild just to, to look at. Or like in design, if you were to ask me to draw a, a mushroom, I would m- most likely draw. I'd probably draw. I'm, I'm Actually, it's funny because I'm saying it. I'm going to draw it. But I would probably draw one of those kind of mushrooms. Right. Mm-hmm. The triangle on the top. Yeah. And the little... Like... Versus a mushroom that kind of like an oyster mushroom that is more like that. Mm-hmm. Do you like mushrooms? I do. I do. I actually really like mushrooms. I find that um, 
mushrooms like you can't really have a stir fry without mushrooms right like i find in thai food mushrooms are a big deal sure um italian food mushrooms are a big deal sure. what about indian food because there's so many there's so many vegetarian yeah, dishes yeah that's right? a great question i have had mushrooms in indian food but mm-hmm. it's not actually a go-to vegetable usually okay it's more of like i think peppers and onions but is mushroom a vegetable I don't think it is. I think it's its own thing, Nitty. Like a f- It's a fungi, fungus. right? But I don't think it's a I don't think it's its own vegetable. That said, while while Nitty's looking that up, I want to say something. This is an aside, but every time Nitty and I go for a bite to eat, <laughs> and it happens quite often when we go for Indian food, for some reason, the server or the waiter or the person who's, you know, taking the order, Nitty will say, "I'll have it hot." And they'll be like, Oh no, but hot is really hot. And it's like, it's true. And he's like, great, that's how I want it. And they always give you like this perplexed kind of look and like, are you sure you want it that hot? <laughs> and nine out of ten times, Nitty will order it hot and then she'll ask for them to bring hot sauce because it's not hot <laughs> enough. That's just an aside. And it happened to us tonight. That's why I mentioned it. I also it. find it fascinating because it's also fascinating from like a, just a perspective of like, one brown person asking another brown person how hot the food is going to be. There's something really interesting from a cross-cultural or like from a cultural perspective there because it's like if I were to be in India, would anyone ever ask you if the like differentiate your food from being hot? I don't know. It's interesting. I just find it fascinating. Yeah, it's true. um, It happens all the time. It's so funny. Um, So you're right. It is a fungi. So it's not a, it's It's not a vegetable, but it's interesting because that's something you would, I would consider that more of a vegetable than. Well, I mean, you're not going to have a whole like section on fungi in the, what else would be in an, other than a mushroom, what else would be edible food that we eat? That's a fungi. Well, molds, like like for example, in like cheese, like blue cheese. I think that's sure. Okay, um, fair. That's all I can think of. Mushrooms, like <laughs> mushrooms themselves. Yeah. So I mean, I guess the only place that you could really put it is in the vegetable section. But I don't. Now that I think of it, I don't think mold is 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 molds are their own thing. I don't know. I feel well. Maybe. I don't think molds are mushrooms. They're not. They're not. I don't know why I'm thinking it is, but I love blue cheese. Oh, blue cheese is good. It's an acquired taste. Sure it is. Sure it is. Oh, why is mushroom considered a vegetable? Here oh, we go. We're going oh, to no. get the answer. So, okay. And, and with this, answer. it'll be the last moments of our show. So, uh, You know what? I don't know if I believe this answer, but I'm okay. going to read it anyway. Sure. But I don't, I don't believe this source. For culinary purposes, mushrooms are treated as vegetables because they are naturally savory, not sweet. Botanically, they are fungi and not part of a plant like fruits and vegetables. But you know, Nitty, so we don't have a term for the flavor of mushrooms, but the Japanese do, right? Oh, really? Yeah, it's umami, right? Isn't that how they say it? Oh, is that like the, the taste of it's it? It's the taste, right? Hmm. Oh, maybe that's not. Maybe I'm. Anyways, they have a, a word for the flavor that mushrooms and that type of thing brings on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to tweet us at Listen and Sleep or check out our Instagram page at The Insomnia Project. Rate us. Give us a five-star review. If you're not going to give us five-star, don't give don't, us a review. Don't, don't give there us a review. <laughs> um, as always, we are produced by Drumcast Productions and we've been recording in Toronto, Canada and... We hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
we've been enjoying talking about fruits, but well, not fruits, vegetables and fungi and plants and plants and flowers and uh, we and hope, bark box and bark box, and we hope that you listen and sleep. <laughs>